Hello. Well, welcome, welcome to the show, Haley Davidson. Um, Thank you. You, know, you are a Visa player. Finally, right. something that the Wellington Phoenix have. We're all shaking our head here because uh, we've actually, as fans, been fighting for it in in the league. Um, uh, have being able to not have to sacrifice New Zealand players to get visa players. Um, we had a requirement to have Aussies on the team. Um, so it's nice to, to have, um, yeah, have, have, have a little pack of Americans come out. A little bit of spice in the mix. <laughs> <laughs> Always. So we have um, Dean here and he's from the little corner of yellow and we have Ethan, who is just an amazing fan for. Um, Love that. Love the yeah. blue jersey. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start off. We have this like signature question. Uh, describe yourself as a footballer in three words. Um, first one I would probably say is speedy, um, athletic, competitive. Mm. Yeah. So which one really stands out when when you're at the Wellington Phoenix? I would say the competitiveness. I mean, I would say like our culture just from being in preseason for two weeks is already just like compete. Um, It's a great competitive environment. Everyone wants to be there. Everyone wants to work. And that kind of is what I uh, what drives me in a team is that competitive nature. So um, I think that we can also bring that a little bit um, more to the Phoenix American. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No more polite New Zealanders, a little bit of American. They think we're probably, they probably think we're so crazy. It's just like, I think that we've just brought a little bit of this, like not, I mean, excitement to the team and like competitiveness and loudness and like bringing people out of their shells and, um, it's a super fun environment to be in. So, and um, I think I'm pretty, I think everyone's pretty glad that we're here. So, I mean, it's been a lot of fun so far. Cool. Tell me more about what, what hypes, hypes you up when you're on the pitch. I mean, just this opportunity in, in general, I think that it's an insane opportunity to have, to be able to come to New Zealand and play for the only professional team, like in New Zealand so far, I think that like, hypes me up in itself um, to have that opportunity and like to be surrounded by so many people that are so invested in our club and put so much effort into it. Like just being able to make like those people proud is like something that hypes me up. Um, And I know the same with the rest of the girls. So. All right. That's cool. Um, Let's go back in time. So people get to know a little bit who you are. Uh, You grew up in Texas playing football. I mean, I did, what, yeah. what is that like? I mean, that's a big state, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell uh, us about it. Tell us about the youth system in American football. So, I mean, obviously the, the national, the American national team is like one of the best teams in the world. And I think that like every club team in the U S trickles down from that and tries to be like the best version of that and to develop players to become the best in the world. I mean, that's just, the American like culture and the American way, I feel like um, in the soccer world, but specifically like North Texas, there's a huge pool of um, talent in places like Colorado and California. So, I mean, growing up in North Texas specifically, um, I played for FC Dallas my like entire life, my whole, my whole club career, which is like, obviously they have an MLS team. Um, unfortunately, no NWSL team, but um the standard was seriously like success, more success. Um, everyone that pretty much played at FC Dallas, like you get sent off to a really good college at a good program. Um, you kind of expect for that to be like the culture in North Texas. So, and there's tons of other clubs like solar Chelsea, like sting, like all kinds of, um, clubs that are the same way. So growing up, it's like such an intense environment, um, such a competitive environment, Like I said, I grew up playing for FC Dallas my whole life. So like the standard was always super high. And I think that's like kind of what helped me um, in college was like that expectation of like where you come from and like your drive and like growing up in that environment your whole life, like really pushed you towards that. So um, like I said, North Texas is like huge for for soccer. So 
it's a pretty uh pretty special place to be at yeah even i know that north texas is a hotbed for for soccer and you know there's a few other areas you mentioned colorado California, even places like New Jersey, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there, yeah. there's some, I mean, it's scattered everywhere. So that, yeah. you really can't go like wrong with, um, a lot of the clubs that are in the U S like I said, it all trickles down from the national team. I feel like you just have such a high expectation and, um, that's just kind of the culture. So, so, um, after FC Dallas or is it Dallas FC? FC Dallas. As FC I Dallas. Mean, both, I guess. Okay. FC Dallas. <laughs> you you went to Oklahoma. You became a Sooner. I did. Yes. <laughs> There's a yeah. So I back when I was in high school, it was when you could commit to college like super early. Even like we had girls in eighth grade committing to college to play soccer, which is crazy. But um, so I committed pretty early. My freshman year of high school, I kind of was having a lot of interest from different colleges around the uh, around the country and I knew I wanted to stay like somewhat close to home um and I knew that I wanted to go to like a huge athletic program that puts a lot of money into it that puts a lot of like resource into it um so went on a bunch of visits I went to like Tennessee Arkansas and like at the end of the day I kept coming back um to OU I just absolutely loved it um so I was committed like freshman year all through high school um, to this college. So I pretty much knew early on like where I wanted to go. Um, and it's a power five conference, the big 12. So obviously like the power five conferences and college soccer are like where you typically like want to be at. Um, had that pretty much like the highest level, I would say. Um, so it kind of just ticked all the boxes. And uh, that's where I started. I uh, played my I was actually. I was a winger my whole life. Um, yeah. And then um, like my last year of at FC Dallas, they kind of converted me towards like a wing back position. So I was kind of playing both when I left for college. And then I went into my freshman year of college being a winger. Uh, my freshman year, I scored like four goals, had a few assists um, as a freshman coming off the bench. So got a decent amount of playing time. I got a good amount of starts. Um, and then, uh, my sophomore years when our actual starting wing back, she transferred out. So we kind of didn't know, like, we didn't really have like a backup option. And so, um, they started putting me there and it kind of just, just stuck. So ever since then, I've just been pretty much just a wing back and, um, I absolutely love it. So I think I was meant to be a wing back, I would say. So, but I didn't know it until college. And then you, you transferred to Pitt. Um, yeah. Tell me a bit about Pitt and, and your coach. Yeah, I mean, I tell this to everyone that asks, like, Pitt was the best thing that's happened to me, like, personally and my uh, soccer career. I uh, I transferred out, like, January of 2020, right before COVID. And actually, this is, like, a long story, but – um, Randy Waldrum, he's the head coach of the Nigerian national team. They just did super well, if you didn't know, in the World Cup, which is awesome. But um, he's a head coach there. His son, Ben Waldrum, um, is the assistant coach. And Ben Waldrum coached me pretty much my entire life at FC Dallas. So they're from Texas. And then while I was still in high school, they moved up to Pittsburgh to be the head coaches at Pitt. And then one day I um, I called Ben and I was like, listen, I need help. Like, I, I want to start new. I want to start like a different program and I don't really know what to do. Like, how do I do this? And um, he was like, kind of just was like, well, you can, are you coming up here? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was just like that easy because I've known him my whole life and like they were restarting the program. Um, it's in the ACC, which is arguably like the best conference in the United States, um, obviously towards the bottom and they had just gotten hired and they're looking to build and they're looking to, to, uh, to build their program and become a pretty prominent place in the U S. So, and I like the idea of that. I, I wanted to be a part of that and I wanted to help build something that was bigger than me and, Ben and Randy have meant so much to me growing up, like with my success as like a youth player that I was like, it's kind of like my family. So um, I 
packed my bags and moved up to Pittsburgh. Um, and I had the absolute like time of my life. It was the best thing that's ever happened to me. Like I completely blossomed as a player. Um, and I just, the pieces just came into the puzzle for me, like off the field, on the field life. Um, and I actually didn't even really think about being a professional player after college until Randy became my head coach in college. And he was just like, I think that you could do this. And I was like, I had never like thought about it before. No one had really like told me that until I I moved up to Pittsburgh. And then I kind of fell in love with the game again. I kind of had lost that when I was at Oklahoma. And then when I was in Pittsburgh, I truly just fell in love with it all over again. And then I just kind of became, I fell in love with becoming a professional player. Um, So that's what I worked for. Like those three years, like not only building like their program and, building success in that program, but also like building myself to be able to become a professional one day. Um, And then by the time I left, um, I took my fifth year. By the time we had left, we made the sweet 16 of the NCAA tournament for, and this was like the first time we had ever even made the tournament. We made it to the third round. We made it pretty deep. Um, The best season in program history. Like it was just, it was seriously such a great ending to my college career. So Everything happens for a reason, I say. So, what what teams did you play in that tournament? Oh, we played uh, first round. We played Buffalo, which they've been in and out of the tournament for years. I mean, they win their conference all the time. They're not like a Power Five school, but they still win their conference. Um, and then we played Georgetown, uh, which is also in and out of the tournament all the time. And then it sucks, but we we played Florida State in the third round. Um, I wish we could have gotten like an out of conference game, like just to kind of test those waters. But um, it was it was a good run. So I'm grateful yeah. for that. There's nothing like hitting the sweet 16 in any sport. And yeah. uh, it was I mean, it was, I get goosebumps now thinking about it. Like, it was yeah. just incredible. So, yeah. Well, congratulations on that. So you. You, you come out of college. What happens? You get you get an agent. You like like how how yeah. how does one become a professional soccer uh, player? That's so. Luckily, I mean, like Rand, like I said, Randy is the head coach of the Nigerian team. He also was the head coach of the Houston Dash, um, and the NWSL for a little bit. Um, highly decorated coach at Notre Dame University. Um, so he has tons of like connections, and so towards like the beginning of my last season so last August we sat down and kind of like went through some film and I actually I sat down and I went through like literally every single college game that I've played in and I put like this big highlight video together um because I've played a lot of minutes a lot of big minutes and so I put one big video together and I sent it to him and I was like do what you need with this video I like I made this and um Then he kind of sent it out to people that he knew, like different agents. And I actually like posted it on Instagram (laughs) randomly and it kind of blew up a little bit, Um, got tons of views. Um, So then I was like, oh, I'm going to put this on a YouTube channel. So I put it on a YouTube channel and that kind of blew up a little bit. Um, So then I started getting some interest from different agencies, like just literally through my social media. Um, met with a few that Randy knew, met with one that I had actually found myself, the one Linus that who I'm working with now, who's my agent now. Um, and he wasn't he's based over in Sweden. Um, so he doesn't have huge like connections in the US, I would say. Like that's still like a new thing for his agency. But I mean, he represents some of like the best players in Europe, um, different clubs like Barcelona, P- he just signed someone at PSG, like super decorated agent. Um And so I kind of like, it was like an honor for me that he like wants to work with me. Like I'm one of like the first Americans that he's going to be like working with. And so I kind of liked that idea too. Um, So me and Randy met with him a few times. I kind of decided like Randy's going to help me try to get into the NWSL and like reach out to those coaches. And then if that doesn't work out, then Linus is going to help me get over to Europe because I knew I wanted to keep playing regardless if like if I was in the U.S. or not. Um, so, um, yeah, so we, uh, decided to work with Linus and then, um, our season ended and I was kind of just a waiting game for the draft. Um, I had a few zoom calls with, uh, like the spirit, 
was in contact with like different NWSL teams. Was on a, I was on a few draft lists. Um, and then draft day comes, you sit in front of the TV, you wait, and you, like your name just doesn't get called. And I mean, that's the reality of it. So, um, but then um, a few days later, I got a message from the Houston Dash, and they had invited me into the preseason camp uh, to potentially earn a contract. So, I mean, that was so stunned about that, like was so excited. That, I mean, that's your dream as like an American growing up, obviously. Um, and it was close to home, so it was very convenient. Drove down there, and um, that's actually where I met Hope Breslin, um, who's on the team now. So her and I met at preseason camp at the the Houston Dash. So um, unfortunately, I mean, they brought in a, a bunch of girls, so and they only had a few contracts. So unfortunately, like I wasn't one of the ones that got a contract. Um, so after that, I kind of got on the European horse and. Um, just uh, I was scrambling at that point because like the different transfer windows like have different end dates. Like Central Europe is like way sooner than like the Scandinavian countries. So me and my agent found uh, Malbacken were in sw- the Swedish second division. Um, they really needed a right back. And so um, I wanted to get minutes as well. I didn't want to like wait at home and not be tra- like try to train on my own. It's very hard to do that. So I was like, well, why not? And so um, I signed a short-term contract, like a four-month contract to go over there. Um, got good minutes, 90 minutes every game pretty much over there. Um, and then, uh, sorry, this is a lot of information. <laughs> um, uh, it's great because, you know, it, it shows people how people become a professional yeah, footballer. Yeah. It's and it's not so obvious for so a lot it's, of people. It's not. And it's not all like sunshine and rainbows on like social media. Like it's, it's a lot that you, um, you do go through to get to the point that you want to get to. And so, um, went over there for the first time. I've never been to Europe before until then. And then, um, went on after I was done with that contract, I went on a few trials. I went on a trial with BK Hecken, which is in the Dalmasvenskan, like the first division in Sweden. Um, and, uh, didn't work out with that because they ended up not loaning someone out and then just logistically didn't work. And like being a non-EU player in Europe is like very expensive. And um, so that didn't end up working out. So flew back home, kind of was just waiting, um, working with my agent, trying to find different different teams that were reaching out. I had a few interests from like teams in the Netherlands um, and uh, countries like that. So but then um, got in contact with Paul, um, and it was seriously just, like, the most easy process with him. Like, he was like, listen, we want this type of wing back, and we've been looking at your film, and we really like you, and um, started telling me about the A-League, and I was like, I, that's fine. You don't even have to, like, <laughs> like tell me about it. Like, I'm coming. It's, it's fine. Um I was just happy that like someone finally like saw me and was like sure about me as a player and like believed that like I could come in and like help them. That like meant a lot to me because I'd just been waiting for so long. I feel like um, so it's it's truly an honor that like I get to be here and like I have loved every second of it. So it's kind of a long process, but uh, here we are now. So yeah, that's great. I I really. I, I love the process, you know, um, it, it's, it's not all, you know, like, just like this, you know, you, yeah. you go all over the place and you find some incredible stories uh, of people who do these journeys, maybe come back to the NWSL yeah. or, um, it, yeah, or just, you know, blossom in different ways or just have a blast along the way in their life yeah. and have no regrets. So I'm absolutely thrilled um, that that uh, the Phoenix and you found each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, me too. Trust me. Yeah. Cool. Um, Dean, would you like to ask some yeah, questions? Yeah, ha- have you been here or there for about two, maybe two and a half weeks? How do you feel you're settling into New Zealand and Wellington? I mean, it's a beautiful place, like nothing like I've ever seen anything like it. Um, Like I truly feel like at home, which is like very hard to do when you're so far away from home. So 
um, I mean, like the girls are awesome, super welcoming. Like the environment is so welcoming, inclusive. Paul, Callum, like Sean, like all of the staff has like made sure that like all of us visa players are like fitting in well and like everything we need and like seriously, like everything and more that you need, they give us, which is, I mean, it's incredible. So um, it's been seriously like one of the easiest processes like that I've had to go through, like transitioning to somewhere else. And um, the level of the play like just keeps getting better. Like every single practice, like um, these past two weeks, like have been great. Um, I love the way that Paul wants to play. Uh, it's very like possession oriented and like keeping the ball is like the priority. And like, that's how I like to play. And it's a good soccer or good football, I guess. Um, good football to watch. So I think that like people are going to be extremely um, excited to watch us play this year. I think it's going to be a good mix and a good culture. And um, they're just amazing people. And it's an amazing place. So literally no complaints at all. And as far as sort of like the differences between New Zealand and the US, uh, how many times have you walked over to the passenger side door of a car only to find <laughs> out it's the driver's side? Things like no. that. <laughs> no, seriously, it was so embarrassing. But like when I landed, um, my dad came over with me because he wanted to see it for himself. Um, I uh, Sean picked me up and <laughs> we were walking to the car and I just went over to the to the passenger side the right side of the car to go sit in the back and he was like what are you doing and I was like oh my god <laughs> um no but I mean they've given us a car like so many different things like that they've given us is great and so me Hope and Mariana obviously like we take turns driving and like you have to practice it to like feel comfortable oh, yeah. doing it so um it's gotten better it's gotten better we all try to stay together when we drive so like if someone's like on the wrong side of the road like you fix it um but no it's been a it's been a process but i mean it's a fun process so and before we started recording we kind of established the fact that perhaps new zealand pizza might need a little bit of work on it before it's edible for americans have you found some interesting or or exciting places to eat in wellington so I mean, we've, I love obviously being from Texas, like I love Mexican food. Um, and so like, I've tried to ask the girls, like, where's like, where can I get some good Mexican food? Like, so we've tried a few places like uh, down in uh, on uh, Cuba street is like mm -hmm. where all like the restaurants are, I guess. So um, there's some good restaurants down there. There's a lot of good Thai food. I will say here, we do love the Thai food. So pizza might need a little work, but the Thai food's good. Good. There's actually a good pizza place in Petoni. Um, really? La, Be La Bella Italia. And it's it's owned by a, like a father of a, a Wellington Phoenix player, right? An ex-player? Yeah, Louis Cacaccia, yeah. What's it Yeah. Called? I think it's La Bella Italy or Italia. Okay. And it's, uh, it's really good. You walk in, it's, it's this big warehouse, and there's like these old Wellington Phoenix stuff on the... Oh, my God. And you, you feel like you're in the middle of uh, just a place in Italy. It's it's a good one. So Petoni's oh, not that far away. You just yeah. go down the huts and yeah. there you are. So that's no, a good I'll tip. I'll definitely look it up. I mean, it's such a beautiful place. Like, I love the Oriental Bay, like, area. Um, just, like, walking down there, it's, like, incredible. Like, nothing I've ever seen. So. <laughs> and it's very early, but we'll, everybody in New Zealand asks that question to, to, to visitors. But had you... What's your favorite place so far? To eat? Oh, just with it in, in, in Wellington so far. Just just a favorite place to be. Mm. You mentioned Oriental Bay looking very good. Yes, I, I think that's for now. I mean, I've only been here for two weeks and we've been training so much. So there's not much time to really like go explore yet. But um, Oriental Bay, like that area is beautiful. I'm sure it's a very touristy place, but um a few of the girls have suggested some beaches that like they that are close to where we live at. So we might just go check those out a little bit when the weather gets warmer. So Ethan it might won't. be able to sort of help you out there as well. Yeah. It won't get warmer. It's Wellington. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's either raining or windy. The weather has not been good. I'm not going to lie. <sighs> no, it's a struggle. I mean, I'm from California and it rained like five days a year. And now yeah. I'm just drenched all the time. Oh. 
we get yeah, like it's, it's 10 good days good. a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so good. As long as yeah. it's all right. <laughs> Do you, you, you live with Mariana and Hope and Alyssa, is that correct? Yes, yeah. Yep. How's it going with like that one Kiwi? Do you do you understand what she says? Oh no, uh, some, it's so funny. She'll she'll say things that I'm we're just like what, like what what do you mean by that? But I've started saying reckon and like reckon. keen, um because like she's around in the house. So um, no, it, it's funny and I'll like I say y'all and like things like that and she's just like what? So it's funny. I love y'all. I, I've actually taken that as like, I'm not from the South, but I've taken that as my word that I say yeah. in New Zealand. It's great. It's like pronoun inclusive. And it's like, exactly. There's no issues with it. It's just a feel good word. It's a lovely word, y'all. <laughs> I look forward to catching up with Alyssa at the end of the season, seeing if she's got an American accent. <laughs> we were talking about it the other day because we just got our roommates for our Australian trip and Chloe not was like talking because she's with Mariana and she was like, I'm going to have an American accent. Like by the time we get back from Australia. So well, <laughs> well, I Chloe actually went to, didn't she go to like LSU or something? She's, she went to Georgetown. Yeah. Georgetown. That's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a smarty pants. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good school. You mentioned you bumped into hope. Did you come across Mariana when you were playing at all or, or did you play against hope? So Mariana, I'm 22, and um, I think when I was a junior, Mariana was a senior or a fifth. Yeah. I can't remember which one it was, but she, um, I only played against her like my very first season at Pitt in 2020. Um, and then after that, like, obviously she went into the NWSL and, like, went to Iceland and stuff. And I was still playing in college. So I knew, like, of her, obviously, like, from scouting and um, keeping up with the league and everything. But I didn't know her personally, like, how I met Hope at Houston. Just goes to show how small football is that you play against somebody in it's America crazy. and you like, both end up on the same team you're here. And you get someone and you're like a few years later, you're, you're going to be on the same team, which is just crazy. So I think that's why you should be nice to everybody. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> you're, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Ethan, Ethan, you've got some questions now, I believe. Yes. Yeah, more around the actual footballing in the A-League. Um, so could you describe to us what kind of your typical day of training is like at NZCIS? Um, so obviously like these few weeks that we're in preseason, like we'll look a little different, but typically we, uh, we leave the house at like seven fifteen for a treatment. Us Americans like to go sit in the warm tub and, you know, do all the, the fancy like treatment stuff to feel good before. So we get there pretty early. Um, and then, uh, we start in the gym at nine 30 with just some like pre-activation things. And then right after that, we go out to uh, the training grounds and we train for about an hour and a half, depending on the day. And then um, sometimes we'll have a meeting before training, um, go over film or dietary needs or anything like that. And then uh, sometimes we'll have one after training. It just kind of depends on the day. Um, but on Tuesdays, we have gym after training and sometimes another training. But it's more of like a walkthrough type thing. Um, so we're pretty much done. Like besides on Tuesdays, we're pretty much done, um, every day at like 12, 1230, which is nice. You get in there in the morning and then you kind of have the rest of the day to yourself. Um, so it's, it's been pretty good. It's, it's very chill. It's very like, listen to your body and kind of do what's best for you and get into treatment and recovery. So. Nice. That's good. Um, what sort of things do you like about NZCIS compared to, I'm assuming, the vast range of facilities you've, you know, used over your college career yeah. and stuff? Um, so obviously, like in America, the college facilities like typically are very good because they are funded by the university. Um, so I know like coming from Oklahoma and Pitt, which are two huge like powerhouse schools, like athletically, like there's tons of money poured into it. Um, and so they were very, very nice. Uh, we were kind of spoiled. So, um, and then going over to Europe, like the facilities weren't as nice. Um, definitely like nothing from what I went, like I had it in the U S and so, um, 
it was kind of like a do your own recovery, like in the river or like <laughs> in your tub or like it was, there was like, like not a lot of resource. And so then coming here where pretty much if you need anything, like it's right at your feet. Um, it's been incredible. Like my body feels great. Um, I, there's really no soreness. If there is soreness, you hot tub, you do the boots that may our trainer is always available to help us. So there's so many resources and like so many different people you can go to about anything that you need. Um, so it's really like hard to fail here. <laughs> it's really hard to like not feel your best. Um, so it's been, it's been incredible. That's awesome. Um, so obviously quite exciting times ahead for the women's team. Um, what are some things that you or the squad are looking to achieve this season? Um, so, I mean, obviously you want to improve from last season. Um, I know like in the past, the Phoenix, like women's side, we, there's not a lot of history of like wins and we want to change that. Um, and we want to win more games. And, um, last year, like from what I've heard and like what I've seen, they've been like, they competed really well in the games. It's just more of like, there might've been like a little missing piece to it that's like in the final third or like just in the team in general. And so our goal this year is to like put the puzzles together and like to be able to finish these games that uh, we want to win. And like, we know that we can win and we have the pieces to do so. Uh, so I would just say like taking it week by week, like not getting too ahead of ourselves and like not reminiscing on the past either. Um, just focusing on like right now and like what we have on the team and, uh, what we can do to put our best foot forward for all the games. Nice. Yeah, because we um, suffered back-to-back wooden spoon finishes, I must say, being 10th and 11th. But, yeah, it was very much the just something was – everyone played well, but something was just missing at most of the games. I was there for most of them, apart from yeah. one last season where we went out and won 5-0, and it was the greatest day because the sun yeah. was shining as well. Yeah, yeah. I was there, absolute blast against poor Canberra but yeah again most of the time just something wasn't there so mm-hmm. it's nice mm-hmm. to see that yeah we can hopefully do a bit better well a lot better actually yeah. I think the fans are quite excited and think we can push for yeah. top six so yeah it was an awesome one yeah um now a bit more about yourself you say you're a an attacking fullback yeah sort of ex-winger thing um what should be what we what should we be watching out for when the ball gets to you are you inverted do you stay wide those sort of things or um so uh i want to be the type of fullback and paul wants me to be the type of fullback that can like play both inverted and obviously like get wide and high when the time is right to do so so i think it's like super important to be able to to do both um like you have to be good on your feet obviously to play inverted so like the technical ability has to be there um, and then like being wide, I love going down the flank. Like I'm consider myself a pretty athletic, fast person. So, uh, love to attack, combine up there with the wingers and, uh, make things happen up top too. But also like, I take great pride in like defensively, like not letting a lot of people get by me, um, and like through our back line. So I also like, am super excited to help like with that as well. Um, not just like the offense portion of it. So um, I think like it'll be super exciting to watch our wing backs play this year because it's going to be both. It's not just going to be like staying high and wide or just being wide. It's going to be like combining in the middle and um, doing what's best to get forward as fast as we can. So um, yeah, I think it's going to be really fun to watch both invertedly and out wide. So no, that's awesome. And with uh, Michaela Foster in the other fullback role predominantly from last year, and she's got an excellent cross on her and was, you know, one of our players of last season, it'll be really awesome to be able to unlock the opposition through both fullbacks now. So. Yeah, yeah. No, of course. Uh, I've heard I've heard great things about her, and I, I know that Paul wants uh, more wingbacks that, like, do play like her. And um, so it'll be fun to watch, like, both of us and like the rest of the the girls that play fullback um, both play invertly and out and make a difference going up the flank. So I think that when you have wing backs that want to be involved in the attack, um, it really makes a difference. So. That's awesome. 
Um, so you said a bit more that you're kind of playing a bit more possession-based this year. Is that the sort of style that we're putting together is more of a possession-based hold the ball or um, play it around so the back? It is kind of like this, I would say, like the style that we're trying to play this year. Um, I think that Paul wants us to, the wing backs to be like very involved in the attack and um, there's different ways you can do that. Obviously, like the traditional way is like for your wing backs to be high and wide. Um, but he sees it almost as like the field is in five lines. And like if you can play like in each section of the lines, like that's where you're going to have success. So like if that means like I'm making a run like straight through the midfield and like going all the way up to the nine and then like someone drops down like for my position defensively, like that's what we're going to do. And like. He's very flexible with how he wants to play. Um, and it's, it really is very based upon, like, the wingbacks this year, which is, like, really exciting for me to hear because I want to get involved. Um, so just being able to recognize, like, if I'm inside, if I'm inverted, like, the winger will be wide. And, like, if the winger's inside, then, like, I can be high and wide. So it's kind of just, like, having to play – off each other and like have that good relationship is like the style of play that I think that um that we want to play this year so um definitely want to be involved in the attack but also like thinking on counterattacks to how you can be solid defensively so no that's awesome and that sounds like quite exciting football ahead so it, yeah it's always a plus yeah um now for some a-league a knowledge do you know much about any of the other a-league teams at all know any of the other players so i only know i'm not gonna lie, i don't know a lot about like the different players in the a league I, I obviously it's a very like being american like i know of so many players that have been like in and out of the a league from the nwsl um which is kind of like another reason why i wanted to come here is because i it's a very like i want to say i don't want to say like pro-american league but like um they do I feel like the A League does like to to look at the American side of it and there's a lot of interchanging. So um the only like player that I've like played against that's in the A League now is Sierra Henson. Um she's I'm pretty sure she's still at Perth, Glory. Um she played at Texas, so and I was at OU. So um she's really the only one that I like know personally, but um we're actually we've started to watch some of like the games from last year, so I'm starting to get more familiar with like different players that have come back to the A-League this year. So the A-League's also in the middle of the night in America. It's yeah. like, a, it's painful to watch. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the World Cup was one thing, but you know, the regular yeah. season is like, yeah. I don't know. So speaking of Perth glory, are you excited for your first distance derby then at some point during the season? I'm sorry, my what? Uh, it's a Wellington Phoenix term where we, because us in Perth are quite quite far away. It's called the distance oh. derby because it's some ridiculous oh, yeah. distance between the two seasons. Are you yeah, excited yeah. for like some stupid ten-hour flight or something over there? We were just talking about that today. I think it's I think it's a a solid eight-hour flight uh, to go over to Perth. So, um, but that just makes it even better when you do win that game. So, no. That's awesome then. And then, yeah. (laughs) Is there a particular goal you've scored or one you've prevented that is like one of your favorite, you know, moments from your career? Hmm. For sure. um, A goal that I've scored is uh, my, I'll never get this, my my freshman year. um, I was playing as a a winger and we were playing Texas A&M, which, I mean, they're, have historically been top 25 program for years. Um, and so like being at OU where like, we pretty much like never made the tournament um, to go. And it was at Texas A&M and like my whole family was there obviously, cause it's close to home. And um, I ended up scoring like a pretty awesome goal um, in the first half, like off a corner, just like one time, just slammed it in the goal and like everyone went crazy. And it was just like such a, awesome moment like for me um as a freshman to like score such an insane goal like for my team and against like a good team that has like decorated players I kind of like realized like oh maybe I can play with these these girls so 
Um, I'll never forget that one. That one, that one was pretty special, um, especially in front of my family. And, um, you know, defensively, like I will say at Pitt, um, playing against girls that have been like in and out of the national team, uh, whether that's camps or call-ups, like at North Carolina, Duke, uh, Notre Dame, like those, those pretty decorated, um, those pretty decorated programs, like just I've prevented different goals from happening, like side tackles, like the last minute, like when you think that you just like can't go anymore defensively and like you just make that tackle at the very end and like you make the opposition kind of have to go around you. Like they want to go on the other side or kind of have to do a strategic move like that. Like, I think that's like pretty exciting for me as a wing back, um, kind of have to like be solid defensively and like be super hard to get past. And I take great pride in that. So I think, I mean, there's not a specific like defensive play that I've made that I'm like, Oh, this was like the one like that I'll always remember. It's like a series of just like accomplishments over the years with these teams. So. No, that's awesome. Thank you for that. Denise. Sure. So we just have some random fun questions. Yeah, of um, sometimes, sometimes thoughtful. Um, do you have any like heroes or football icons or people in other sports that just, you know, you kind of go cool. So actually I have a recent new hero, like soccer hero. Um, her name is Riley. She's actually on our team now. <laughs> um, uh, our, obviously like our goalkeeper that, um, she was in an accident a few years ago and, um, has done so much rehab to try to get back to, to playing and, kind of like listening to her story recently and like getting to know her better. I've kind of just been like, it's put my life into perspective, like with football, it's like, she's awesome. Like to be able to come back from that and like to be where she is today. Like, I think that's true, like an incredible thing. And I'm not going to take for granted, like the health that I'm in and like my life in general. And like, I've been pretty healthy over the years. So, um, it's kind of put my life into perspective a little bit, like knowing someone that's gone through such like a life changing thing. So I would say Riley's my hero right now, my soccer hero. So. Cool. That's great. I mean, we have this question, you know, who are you cheering for right now inside and outside of um, football or soccer? And I think we're all cheering for her, you know, like she, um, She's a, a really great signing at the keeper position, but we are cheering for her comeback. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyone else? We, we oh, keep going. No, no. It's I was just gonna comment like she's an awesome person too. Obviously. Yeah. Um, uh, hoping, hoping to get her on the podcast. Can you tell her we'd love to have no, her? No, she she totally would. She she's such a like an outgoing, like easygoing person. Like loves to talk to people. So she she hundred percent would. So I'll let her know, but. Um, I mean, who do you go to when things fall apart? It's a good question. So my grandma, actually, um, she like is my hero completely. Like every single stage in life has been my rock and like my solid like go to and uh, watches seriously every single game. Um, and she's been going through like some issues recently, like with her mobility and like had a bunch of hip surgeries and she still like watches everything and calls me every day and like asking about it and like has been the one that's been like pushed me to take this huge step in my life and like been like, it's okay. Like you're going to do well and like, don't be scared, like just go do it. And like, has given me tons of courage, I would say. Um, and I just like I wish so bad that like she could she could come here and like actually see it herself because like this is such an incredible place. And um, but she has always been someone that like through the highs and the lows, it's just been a rock. So. I love that. <laughs> I'll um, I'll make you another of those plaques for your grandma. Oh, oh my God, I'm crying. No, she like she loves it so much. Like she's my hero. One hundred percent. So. Thank you. Yeah. No Dean is great. He's and I'm sure your grandma is really proud of you. Um, OK, here's another direction. Um, Ertz and Pino just retired. I 
<laughs> so, I mean, what do you, you like, okay, you know, what do you identify with them? And, you know, how, how is that, you know, as, as an American seeing those two say? I was actually, uh, the other night I was watching Julie's like speech that she made after her last game. And I just was like, so like, I got goosebumps. I was like, I mean, I, you grow up watching these girls and like, I mean, Hope and Mariana have been around them, like, playing in the NWSL, and it's, like, they've changed so much in the game, I feel like. Like, they have advocated for, like, women's sports and, like, really been a stepping stone for change, I think, in a lot of different things, Um, whether those are different opinions with people. But I think at the end of the day that, like, the game would not be as progressed if it wasn't for the people like fighting for it. And those two people in their own ways have done so much with that. And so like such an honor, like to be able to be like, even like a professional, like they are, like, I just look up to them so much. And I think, I thank them for what they've done for like the women's sport. So yeah. I mean, Julie Ertz, just a total truck when she plays, just incredible yeah. and Super so good. Yeah. yeah. And really humble, humble and just, you know, tenacious. Right. And yeah. then Pino, I mean, obviously um, incredible. I mean, if you see her kick a ball, it yeah. just moves yeah. in this wonderful, wild way. And yeah. um, so creative. And like, yeah. I think that they're both really amazing in different ways. And like, I think that it's, awesome that Julie like both of them are like doing it on their own time I think that like it's pretty courageous and it's pretty brave for like Julie she just had a child so being able to say like I want to step into this role like as a mother and um being so sure about it is like pretty awesome and then uh Megan is like such a creative player and like such a such a fun player to watch. So it like, it really sucks like for the audience. Um, but I think that like doing what's best for you is like the most important thing. And like, they also have allowed like others to kind of realize like I can do that too. So, yeah, they, you know, two people who've really left the game in a better place, I think for the world personally. Oh, hundred percent. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So if you had to play against Ertz, Pino and Alex Morgan, <sighs> Three on three, what Wellington Phoenix players would you take with you? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) All right, just name three you go to, uh, two others that you go to war with. Because Americans will compete against each other. That's, that's, that's part of our DNA. Yeah, I was going to say like my roommates, but um, if I had to choose like non-Americans. Mac could definitely stuff someone hard. Like <laughs> We're talking about Mackenzie Berry? Yeah, Mackenzie okay. Berry. She is a rock. Um, <laughs> so maybe Mac is one. Um, this is so hard. You can take an to, American. I have, I have to do Mariana and Hope. Like, I, I just have to. You know, like, Mariana's the nine that's, like, super, like, long leg, speedy, like, and then hope is like a player maker, so right. you can't so, go wrong with those three. You can't go wrong they, with any they, of them, but they are three that would line up well with Ertz, Pino, oh, yeah. and Morgan. Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Um, any other quirky questions that we have? I got a couple. Outside of football, do you have any hobbies, interests, ways to pass the time? That's what I'm trying to figure out now, but um. You know, honestly, when I come home from practice, I'm all about just hanging out at home, you know, watching TV, starting new shows, starting new movies, like um, love to go like explore the city. I'm a very like outdoor person, I feel like Um, I like to. uh, Yeah, just I love meeting new people, new things like trying new restaurants, like all kinds of stuff like that. I wouldn't say I'm like a one type person. I think I do like a lots of different things. So. Um, you mentioned Mac. Have you been there long enough to develop a nickname yet? Or have you learned the nicknames for everybody? 
so everyone calls her Mac, so I call her Mac. But um, you know, I, there's not like a whole lot of like n- like crazy nicknames on the team. I'm trying to think. I'm on the spot right now. <laughs> um, what do they, they just call you, Haley Hales? Yeah, Haley. If they're like joking around me, they say Harley. But that's usually just the Americans because the Kiwis are too nice to like be like, you know, to come at you like that. But um, Alyssa will throw one in there once in a while. Good. good but um, no, yeah, it, it's usually just Haley. But we'll see as the season goes on. There's probably going to be another Harley in there. I saw on the was it the pit profile for you that uh, it said that you were five foot four. Is that correct in height? American <laughs> yes. Height? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm also living a five foot four dream. Um, do you, when it comes to a corner, do I send you back to halfway? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, oh yeah, hundred percent. Like I was always, even in college, like I was always the person that they stuck at the halfway line and they're like, if anyone gets out of this corner, like it's one-on-one, like you're running. And so yep. there's actually been a few times where I've like had to like, stop a breakaway um so that's i'm usually not in the course <laughs> i've i've lived that life i, I know all yeah. about that my only advice for you today uh, when you're sort of playing with a uh, wellington phoenix especially at training stay away from zoe mcmeekin when there's a cameraman <laughs> around yeah yeah but yeah i look up on her i'm like how are you 20 <laughs> exactly ethan over to you my friend oh um i think i I'm all out of questions at the moment. Most of them have all been answered. So, but I would recommend that there's a lot of like cool places to explore in the Wellington region that aren't much for dry, lots of walks and yeah, like beaches, rivers, all this sort of stuff. So I would highly yeah. recommend going to try and find some of those around. So. Yeah. But no, botanical, botanical gardens is one of my favorite actually. Yeah, Zealandia is pretty close, isn't it? Yeah. That's in town somewhere ish. I have no idea. What is Zealandia? It's like a fenced-off bird sanctuary kind of thing. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So it takes up a good portion. So it's yeah. like We're, a zoo, um, but not really. It's just a nature, like a really yeah. large reserve, and there's lots of species something in there. I, so. Something I have noticed is the sh- there's so many sheep here. <laughs> like there are there are more sheep than people, I think. I think now way we've more. It's like I've, 6 million people, 60 yeah. million sheep. Yeah. I've <laughs> never seen that before ever. It's hilarious. It's so many cows now. A lot of oh, them yeah. started switching from sheep to cows. So now we've probably got more cows yeah. than people here too. So. And I'm a city slicker from San Francisco, but now I have like two rescue horses. Like you just, yeah. <laughs> you just end up in agriculture somehow. Yeah, like, no, I'm like, I'm like baby sheep now. <laughs> yeah. prob- the farmer will just give you one. Yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> they're all, and they're all like babies right now. We uh, Another one of our podcasters, Jessie, is a sheep farmer. It's too bad oh. she's not on. She's, But oh. she, I'm sure she, you'll meet her. She's, she's really oh. fun. And she's a South Island sheep farmer, and it's awesome. Oh, that's awesome, yeah. All right, we have one final story segment who wants to bring this i could do that hopefully brenton mentioned uh, we've decided to sort of do a little bit of a show and tell at, at the end just give each of us an opportunity just to show something off that might be sort of well hopefully it's football related but it is meaningful to them for example last time we uh, did a podcast we had bex lake who showed us a 50 match ring from her football club uh, christchurch united uh, do you have anything? I suppose you, you're overseas now, but but is there anything that you've got? Mm. So yeah, that's the portion. I was like, I don't have anything with me. Um, like literally, all I brought were like my two suitcases. Um, um I what's your favorite like, thing at home that you have, soccer related? Yeah, yeah, good question. Or you can think about that. Ethan and and Dean and I could go first if you want to. Yeah, maybe you guys. Okay. I got something cool. I picked this up at the World Cup. And these are Nigerian indoor soccer. Do you know this? the second Nigerian kit? Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I thought, I thought these were pretty cool. Oh, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't know those existed. I know. I saw them in like... 
some big football store in Sydney, Football Central oh, wow. or some some oh, yeah. awesome. some big store. So I was like, these are cool. That's awesome. So I occasionally put them on and walk around my house. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have, um, in honor of Pino's last match today, I'm going to take off my, well, let's see if I can do it with my headset on. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. Oh, I love that. <laughs> and I, I was that. there. I was there at this match, so it was really oh. fun. Obviously, she didn't oh, have a goosebumps. crown on her head, but that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Seriously, like that. Ugh, I know. I need that shirt too. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I can go next then. Um, yeah. So I don't actually have much, if any, USA gear. I figured that would be most appropriate. But the closest I have is. Also, Women's World Cup related, I have the, this way up, the scarf from the USA-Netherlands game, which was played in Wellington. Wait, that's and, cool. And I went to, and fun fact, um, if you watch the Dutch score, immediately after the camera coverage pans to me and my parents celebrating extremely hard in the stadium. <laughs> you only to be, a screenshot of that. That's awesome. Uh, only to be disappointed about 50 minutes later, but... Uh, we we would take the one all, and I was quite happy with us. But yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's the closest. Figured I shouldn't wear a Netherlands shirt, but yeah. That's a, wait, that's great. I love that. And um, I, I'm not so, sure if I've actually shown this off before. I, I might have done it on a podcast. I'm not sure if you can see it clearly. Your this, your screen is frozen. Can everyone else uh, well, see Dean? You, I'm holding up Oscar Zavada's Golden Warren Award, the A League award that he got last year. I'll see if I can. Press a button and. Oh no! You you look quite handsome in your frozen photo. Uh, well, imagine <laughs> I'm holding up a A League award, as I actually am, and it's uh, a big glass award that's about two kilograms in weight, and it's the A League Fan Player of the Year uh, for last season for Oscar Zavada. In a very sort of roundabout circle circle of events, it's ended up in my house uh, in Sydney, and I'll be giving it to him sometime this season. <laughs> That's cool that there's That's a awesome. fan award. Oh, uh, you got it. One up that one. I don't know how you got it because I was invited to present that award to Oscar. So at the end of season awards, I got asked to uh, present the fan voted awards. So I was up there and I physically presented Oscar and Mickey with their truckload of awards. So there's a photo on my football Instagram saw, of me and Oscar with that photo. So it's somehow gone from Wellington and he's left it in Sydney. Oh, no, the, well, the, that that awesome. one was the club award, wasn't it, that you won? Was it a club award, Ethan, or was it the A-League award? Because one... back. I think my internet cocked it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is all falling Sorry. apart now. <laughs> where, where did, anyway, we'll it work it out if it was a club award or an A-League award. Uh, but the, the, the... the cl- club's award that the it got sent out to all the members and they voted on their player of the year and stuff. And then, yeah, that was the one that I so I presented the fan ones on behalf of the fans to cool. Oscar. This, and this one is the others. whole A-League uh, award voted by all the A-League fans. The, the one that we have to imagine seeing. Yeah. 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 And it's made of glass, and I'm absolutely shooting myself thinking that I'd somehow between <laughs> now and giving it to him, I'm going to drop it, and it's going to go into a thousand pieces, and I'll have some explaining to do. Oh, you have to give it to him. So yeah. <laughs> from last year. Okay. So and it's, it's, it's about, say, two and a half kilograms. So it's not easy to sort of just put it in your car and sort of carry it around in a bag in case you bump into them. Got it. Got it. So next Australian game that you're at, yeah. you got to shove it. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I'll stick it somewhere. You can be sure of that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Haley, do you have anything to add about one, one of your favorite pieces of memorabilia? I mean, I would just say, like, um, my – obviously, every senior, um, on your senior night, you get, like, a big plaque of, like, your your jersey with your number on it and, like, some remarks. And um, I think that's actually – I mean, obviously, it's at my house. But I think that, like, when I received that, I mean, it's so nice. It's, like, a beautiful frame, like, with my, like, huge jersey on it and – I think, like, although it's just, like, a frame, like, it's just, I'll be able to look back on that one day and be, like, that was, like, one of the best experiences, like, I've had in my life. Um, 
And so, like, when, when I go home one day or wherever I end up, <laughs> I'm going to, like, hang it somewhere, obviously. And my mom's kept, like, all of my, like, every single jersey I've had, like, throughout the years, like, FC Dallas, OU, Pitt, like, even my summer teams, like, literally every single jersey I've ever had. So, um, I think, like, those, for me, like, represent different stages, like, of my life. So, those are probably my my memorable items. Yeah, that's lovely bits of evidence of, of who, who you are and um, who you're becoming. I'm sure the Wellington Phoenix kit will end up there as well. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yes. I, yeah. <laughs> Rumor has it the away kits really fly. So, um, yeah, look, yeah, look no, they're great. They're great. Cool. All right. I think let's end it there. Um, so, Haley, thank you for coming on. Really appreciate your time. Um, you know, this podcast is going to go out to all the so many fans of the Wellington Phoenix, especially on the women's side. And gosh, you know, have a great season. Really, thank really make you. us proud. And, and we'll be you. in the stands. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Don't be don't be scared to come say hi and whatnot. So. Cool. All right. So signing off um, the Flight of the Nick podcast. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Ethan. Thanks, Dean. And signing off. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you. Stay, well. Stay safe.